Hey everybody, Ray Bram here. Welcome to the podcast that will help you increase the income and influence of your book beyond royalties. Book Profit Secrets with Ray Bram starts now. Hey everybody, Ray Bram here. Welcome back to another amazing session. I'm with Kent Sanders. He is a author or co-author of several books, including 18 Words to Live By, The Artist's Suitcase, and The Faith of Elvis, with, with Elvis's stepbrother, Billy Stanley, which is, that's really interesting. We're going to talk about that. Kent is also the host of the Daily Writer Podcast, as well as the founder of the Daily Writer Club, a membership community for writers who are building a business. We're going to talk about all that and with special emphasis on just getting a podcast going, because I think that's incredibly useful for authors. Kent, welcome aboard. Thank you, sir. It's great to be here, Ray. I appreciate the invitation. <laughs> so give us a 30,000-foot view of where you came from to all, now the guru of the daily writer. <laughs> <laughs> the guru. I've been called a lot of things, uh, but I've not been called a guru yet. So maybe I can add that to the list. So now I actually, um, when I went to college way back in the Stone Ages, actually in, in 92 is when I started college, I thought I was going to be a pastor. And that's something I felt excited to do. I felt very called to do that. And when I was in college, I discovered that I didn't, I wasn't really that good at preaching and, and speaking. So I went into music and I was a um, actually a music director in a church for a while. And then I got into college teaching for a while. And after I'd been doing that for about 10 years, I started to wanted to build a side business. So I built uh, a business where I was freelance writing on the side, doing podcast show notes, that type of thing. Over time, it built gradually into something that I thought could be created into a full-time income. And so built it up from there. And then actually last year, left my full-time teaching job at a college and I'm a ghostwriter full-time. That's kind of what my main gig is. The, the thing that I kind of do on the side, and it's, I guess you would call it a side hustle or a side business, is that I, I run my Daily Writer podcast and I've got my membership community, which you mentioned, and I love to coach and help authors. So basically, whether I'm writing for clients and writing their books and helping them with their content and marketing, or whether I'm writing my own material and helping writers feed my podcast, my whole life is generally writing. I love writing and the power of writing. And I love the power that words have in the world because basically anytime that you see something created, whether it's a TV show, a graphic novel, a Broadway play, a poem, a book, a presidential speech, TV show, all that's been created by writers. So I really love the power of words and the impact that writers can have in the world, but also the impact that writing can have on your own life if you choose to do it as a business. So that's basically my story and what I'm all about. Which means you have less ants in your pants than me because you can sit still long enough to ghostwrite for other people. It's <laughs> amazing. Um, but let's talk about the ghostwriting real quick. I know sure. we're, I don't want to take time away from the podcasting too much, but you know, let's as a ghostwriter, you, you've, where do you get clients? Let's just say somebody, cause I bet you we got a lot of writers in the audience. Like I like to do that, but I have no idea yeah. even how to do that. Well, I don't do any marketing. I've never done any paid marketing at all. All of the clients that I have worked with and I'm working with now have come through referrals, uh, which basically means it's just through relationships. So it's kind of funny because ghostwriting for me is directly linked to podcasting. Now, I don't run a, a, I don't run a ghostwriting podcast per se, but I do talk about what I do as a ghostwriter on my podcast occasionally because it is a writing podcast and, and ghostwriting is obviously a form of writing. But ironically, I would say I would not have a ghostwriting business today if it were not for my podcast because 
over the last, well, I started podcasting in 2013. So I've been doing it for almost 10 years, not specifically the Daily Writer podcast, but I've actually done a several different shows over the years. Daily Writer is kind of the, the newest iteration of those. I've been doing that one a couple of years. But all the interviews that I've done and all the connection I've, connections I've made through podcasting over the years have really built a solid network of relationships through which, honestly, I think I could probably trace all of my ghostwriting clients back to the podcast. If I were to sit down and think through how did I connect with this person or that person, the podcast honestly has been the hub around which everything in my business has been built. Not always, again, directly, but the podcast has given me the ability to build relationships with a lot of people through having conversations, doing interviews, that type of thing that has allowed me to build a ghostwriting business, also a membership community and uh, some other things as well. So yeah, the podcast has been essential for me, for sure. So let's let's break down the, the pot. So how long ago did you start the podcast and what's the structure? Because like, it sounds like you interview people and do your own I do. lectures. I do. So I started podcasting, I think in, tw- in 2013, I had a show called The Artist's Suitcase, which is all about creativity. I did that for a while. Didn't really know what I was doing, but I really enjoyed podcasting. And then I had a show called Born to Create, which was kind of the same show. I just changed the title. Then I switched to a show called Smart Business Writing. And then I, a couple of years ago, I switched that show to what I currently do, which is The Daily Writer. And so I've I've kind of like committed the cardinal sin that podcasters should probably not do. So don't follow my example in the sense of, you know, having a show and and changing it every two or three years to something different. That being said, though, I'm really glad that I changed it to the Daily Writer because it took me a while to figure out what my exact niche was and who the people was that I was going to serve. So, so yeah, the, the format of my show basically is that once or twice a week, I do an interview with somebody who's related to writing, whether it's an author, editor, uh, screenwriters, uh, teachers of writing. I just did an interview this morning with a friend of mine who's a college professor and she teaches literature and writing. So we did a conversation about why writers should read classic literature like Shakespeare and uh, Ernest Hemingway and Jane Austen and those kinds of authors. So a couple times a week I do interviews and then the rest of the time I do little short, typically two to three minute episodes that you can listen to very fast. And I just try to give kind of like a tip of the day about writing. So for me, I love having guests on my show as well as doing my own content because that's a good way for me to test out ideas and kind of, you know, as a ghostwriter, you're always writing for other people. And I like the idea of writing my own stuff as well. So for me, the podcast gives me all those outlets, which I think is really fun. It's re- That's really interesting because, you know, I think one of the things that holds us back from writing books, of course, but also podcasting is, well, I got to get all my ducks in a row before I start right. going. Right. And what I love about what you said, I've done this a few times. Like, I I'm, I want to either write an email about something or I want to add a chapter to my book about this topic. And I record a podcast just to flush out the idea in my head. Exactly. Because exactly. you can get away with backtracking and changing, you know, uh, changing the the subject or, or going on tangents when, when yeah. you're podcasting is just, you know, you're talking, have a conversation. Totally. Totally. I look at podcasts as, as far as my own content, I look at a, a podcast as kind of like the first draft of material, but it's good because it's not just you sitting down and creating something in isolation. You're creating that and you're sharing it with people and you're getting feedback on that. Sometimes people will email you or ping you on social media and say they like this or that. But honestly, you can just look at your download numbers of your episodes and you can clearly see what's more popular with guests, this episode or this episode or whatever. So the download numbers don't lie. I mean, that's what people are actually interested in. 
So that's one of the reasons I love podcasting because you really get immediate feedback on what people like and don't like. Wait, so we're, for instance, for those of us who don't know anything, I actually pay somebody to do it. I just send them the interviews. But mm-hmm. like, where are you looking at those numbers? Is that the iTunes numbers? Is that you're aggregating them somewhere, you know, for downloads, for instance? So I use Libsyn for my podcast hosting. So I just look at the back end of Libsyn and it gives you numbers every day about how many downloads you've had, which episodes which episodes are getting those downloads and so forth. So I do look at uh, Apple Podcasts occasionally because it does give you some interesting data about how much of an episode people have listened to on average and those kinds of things. And it gets pretty granular with that. I don't pay a lot of attention to those kinds of numbers. Maybe I should. But I, I mostly look at what episodes are getting the most traction and is my podcast growing o- overall month to month in terms of the downloads. And Libsyn uh, pulls them from... Because do you is it only on Apple Podcasts or is it on? Um, no, they're pulling there? from from uh, Apple Podcasts, Google, Google Podcasts, Spotify, basically anywhere that your podcast shows up. They pull from those directories or from those di- distributors, I guess. And and what I'm seeing is like an aggregate of all those downloads. And how many? So you do it daily, correct? How many episodes are out there right now for just for the daily writer? Uh, I think I just passed around the 800 episode mark. Now that's including from the beginning of my born to create podcast, which came out, I think 2016. So what I did is really, I'm doing the same show I've always done. I've just changed the focus and the title of it slightly. Um, so that goes back several years, but two years ago, almost two years ago, I decided to start doing a daily show. So obviously the the bulk of my episodes have been in the last couple of years. But remember, some of those, most of those episodes are like two to three minutes long. So it doesn't take many of those to, you know, accumulate a few hundred episodes. And are you, do you batch them up or do you record every day? Oh, no, there's no way I would do every day because it's too, it's too time consuming to stop what you're doing, write an episode, record it, do all that stuff. So once every week or two, it, it depends on my workflow for that week. I usually do it on Thursday afternoons or Friday mornings. So I will sit down. In fact, I've got to do it this week. I sit down and I'll sit down and I write out the content of the podcast and then I record it. And then I send all that stuff to my podcast producer who then handles the show notes, the uploading and the graphics and the scheduling and all that stuff. So yeah, I sit down and I basically once a week I do that if I'm feeling optimistic or if I'm feeling energetic that week and I have the time, then I'll do like two weeks at a time. And so let, let's talk about the individual episodes. So let's, you, you might get an interview on, which that could go, what, 20, 30 minutes or so, or, or and, and then you have like 30 day, minutes, yeah, 30 minutes. And then but you also have multiple days in there where it's a two to two minute idea. Correct. Correct. And how do you structure those two minute versions? How do you structure the, uh, you know, you plan the, you keep a list of ideas you're going to talk about and how, how do you do all that? I do. So the, uh, for the little short episodes, um, it's gone different ways. Right now I'm doing a series called the writer's path, which is basically the seven milestones every writer needs to have in their writing business in order to have a sustainable business over the long term. So we're talking about the importance of things like figuring out who your audience is, the importance of creating consistent content, the importance of networking, the importance of good habits, the importance of writing books, those kinds of things. So so I'm doing like a several month long series broken up into little two to three minute segments, essentially. At other times, I have 
just just talked about whatever is interesting to me at that particular time. So I'll go out for a walk and I'll get five or six ideas for something, or I'll see a bunch of quotes on writing. And in fact, that's how I have developed a lot of these episodes is I will start out with a quote like, hey, Stephen King said this about writing, and I'll just kind of riff on that for for a minute or two. So really, there's been several different ways I've developed the content for those short episodes. Now that I have a membership group and I'm, I'm doing training a couple times a month in there, and we have guests the other the other weeks of the month, or we do hot seat calls, or we do things like that in my membership group. But in the times where I am putting together actual training content, that's very easy to slice and dice into little segments. And my goodness, if I do an hour's training, I can slice it up into probably, you know, 15 or 20 really solid little segments in there. So it happens different ways. And I find that it's actually not very hard to come up with one to two to three minute episodes because I'm a writer by nature and I used to be a college professor. Before that, I was a pastor. So (laughs) I kind of have all my life, I've worked in these roles where I can sit down and and crank out content very quickly for things. The trouble with me is actually getting me to shut up and getting me to speak concisely. So I kind of have the opposite problem as many people do, I guess. So this is interesting because you're you're talking about the uh, this last bit where you kind of got a, a structure for 10 or 20 episodes, let's say, that's something you can do, obviously, if you've, if you've got a book. So we're talking about totally. you know, building an audience for your bestseller. You could just riff on, you know, the topic of a chapter or even subtopics of chapters for Completely. your, especially for your two to three minute daily podcast. What, what about the, let's, let's just, let's switch quickly to the technical side of things. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're using Libsyn. You've got, um, a producer that kind of takes that puts uh-huh. it out there. Um, you know, wh- what are you recording on to what, what software you use for that? And then are you getting the video too, I guess is the part of my question and, and posting that somewhere. I should use the video. I actually don't use the video from interviews anywhere. I feel like I'm, I'm making a mistake by not using that. Most podcasters don't use their video for anything. So I just haven't up to this point. But you've given me the idea that I need to revisit that probably. Uh, as far as equipment, so for a long time, I used an ATR 2100 USB microphone made by uh, Audio-Technica. A couple of years ago, I switched to, this is a Shure, I think it's an MV7. I don't even know if I have the model name of that right. A podcaster friend of mine actually gifted this to me for helping him with some things. And I love this mic. I think it sounds good. Uh, this is actually attached to a boom arm that's attached to a shelf. And then this is running into this uh, little device called the cloud lifter. And then that's going into a preamp, which then goes into my computer. Honestly, I don't think you need all that stuff to get started. Just get a decent microphone like the 2100, you know, AT mic or, or something similar. You don't need to spend a lot of money on a microphone to sound decent. So I'm recording into Audacity, which I have used for years and years. I know lots of people favor GarageBand or other more sophisticated uh, audio recording tools. I just use Audacity because it's what I know and it does a great job. And then I save those files to Dropbox. And then my my podcast producer takes those. She takes out the individual audio as well as the interview audio. She adds the in, the, the intro music and, and processes all that stuff. So that's basically what I do. I keep it pretty simple. What about, so what about marketing the pod? Do you have to, do you do any marketing of podcasts? Like I've never done that, but no, I don't because do I don't know how marketing. to. It has mostly been word of mouth. So I don't have necessarily like a big, huge podcast. For me, the podcast has mostly been about building relationships and developing content. Now, I know I have other friends who have very successful podcasts. And would I love to have a half a million downloads for each episode? Of course I would. That would be amazing. 
Uh, I don't have anywhere near that. But for me, as a ghostwriter, the podcast gets me what I want, which is better relationships and networking opportunities with people. It also forces me to develop content, which then I can use for books. So for example, when I launched the Daily Writer podcast in November of 2020, so getting close to two years ago, I knew that in a couple of years, I would want to release a book called The Daily Writer. Now, if any if any of people who are listening to this are familiar with Ryan Holiday and his Daily Stoic book or his Daily Stoic podcast, I kind of use what he's doing with those two things as a model for what I wanted to do with The Daily Writer. So I've loved his stuff for a long time. And one day I was, I was reading through The Daily Stoic book. It's kind of like a daily meditations type of a thing. And I thought, man, I just love the way that he set up his podcast in this book. Why isn't there something cool like this for writers? If there was a book like this that was every day for a year, I could have a little inspirational, motivational kind of a thing just to help me get my writing done. I would buy that in a heartbeat, but there was nothing like that that I knew of. And so that's really where the daily writer concept came from. But I knew that I would not sit down and write a 366 page book of of daily meditations for a year. So I started the podcast really as a way to force me to create content for that book. So I actually have a draft of the book finished. I'm working on rewrites right now. That book will come out in January of next year. So for me, the, the podcast has been really a critical way for me to force myself to create those daily entries in that book, as well as test out other content and talk to guests and everything. So podcast basically for me has been a way to help me get all the things that I want in my writing business, but also in my membership community, creating content for books and all kinds of other good results. So that's a great point. I mean, you're, you're using it to build relationships. You're using it to uh, create content. You're using it to test ideas. You're using it to write books, mm-hmm. um, content for creating a group from it, so forth. So that's really powerful. And, you know, I think for, and then what you confirmed to me is, you know, you can start it because I, for years, I didn't start a podcast because I thought, well, everyone's saying, don't do it unless you launch it properly. And it's like, right, right then I'll never do it. And I think that's, I mean, that's fine if somebody wants to do a big podcast launch. I am a massive fan of just getting something to the ground level and launching it and then adding from there, particularly with podcasting, because, you know, this, what we're talking about, really, this is for writers here. A lot of writers, I think, hesitate to get involved in podcasting because we're people who love words and books and articles and stuff like that. Podcasting feels intimidating, but it doesn't really need to be. I think the number one thing is you've got to figure out what kind of a show you want to do, whether it's going to be interviews or whether it's your own stuff or a mix. You really need to have an idea of the framework that you're trying to build in terms of this is kind of the model that I want for my podcast. If you know that up front, it's way easier to keep going because if you're just making it all up as you go along, it's going to be super easy just to get frustrated and quit. That's a great lesson for all of us it's just that you know get it get going um yeah just and, launch and it's it. funny because you you think well if i don't launch it if i don't do like a marketing and all this stuff well you know what you know i get the emails that says hey so-and-so liked your podcast and, and yeah you know, and i'm like well i don't even know where these people are coming from but they're finding it somehow right because it's on yeah. the, the the site the exchanges or whatever you call them <laughs> what so you know i i think the concept the, the daily writer too it's really interesting that especially this low time commitment from a podcast standpoint, mm-hmm. but also just from a being a daily writer is just getting in the consistency. And yes. you've put together something for the audience here on on this, the Daily Writer Starter Kit. Why don't you tell us about that real quick? Sure. So 
what the Daily Writer Starter Kit is, this is a free resource. Actually, it's a free collection of resources that I've put together for anybody who wants to improve their habits, get started writing, but also think about building a business as a writer. So you can go to dailywriterlife.com slash free. And this is basically seven days worth of free resources. Like on day one, you're going to get a resource that I have. It's a few pages long on how to build a writing habit. And I walk you through the exact process that you can use to build a writing habit. Another one of the resources is about how to start making money as a writer. Another one of the resources is, you know, for example, a collection of uh, a collection of uh, quotes about writing. It's those kinds of things that I think can be really, really helpful. So yeah, this this is a collection of resources that I think will be extremely helpful to anybody who wants to dive into better habits related to writing and also build a business as a writer. That's great stuff. So we'll put the link below the video here. And uh, Kent, as always, amazing information. I think, you know, the idea that you've everything can be easy, at least from a creative side, we got to make it easier to especially fit the creativity in. Cause I'll find that I've gone a couple of weeks. I'm like, I haven't written a thing. And uh, <laughs> I was just following the daily writer at those times. I would have been much better off. So check that out. Ooh. And then of course, you, when you go get the free book or the free kit, I should say the obviously you're going to be introduced to Kent and you could yes check out his podcast, check out his group, all that kind of stuff. So Kent, thanks again, everybody. Thanks for joining us. And we will see you on the next amazing session. Hey everybody, thanks for joining me on this episode of Book Profit Secrets. You know, Abraham Lincoln once said if he had six hours to chop down a tree, he would spend the first four sharpening his axe. That's what this podcast is meant to do. That's also what we do on our site, our companion site, Ray.fm. So check us out there and sharpen your axe, increase your influence, income, and audience, and we'll see you next time.